Disclaimer, we are not therapists or doctors. What we speak about is from personal experience and outside knowledge from other resources. So if you get any value or something we say resonates with you, amazing. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. We believe in empowered choices. And so take what is for you and leave what isn't. Welcome to Leave Room with your host, Leisha and Ellie. This space is your safe haven to explore and embody what it means for you to be a woman. We are a community built by women for women, aka you, baby. Join us in these episodes for humorous, intimate conversations that will inspire, educate, and leave you feeling proud to be a woman. Woo! Buckle up, ladies. Yeah, it's been funny. Some of the messages I've gotten from people, I think they're just like ready for some hot gossip. Um, but I was just on Leisha. I was like, okay, but like genuinely, like I've learned so much and I want to focus on highlighting those lessons and how we can learn from dating instead of the energy of just, you know, this shit happened to me and it was awful and I don't yeah. like this person or that person. Like that's not the vibe. Like I've loved how much, and especially when we were living together, we could just like come together and reflect after the hot gossip, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved your intention for this episode. So something we may have shared or haven't shared yet is Ellie very expertly guides us into an intention before each episode. And while I am in a highly intentional person, I am also a Gemini and I just like to get talking. And before you know it, if you've ever listened to my like private podcast, I like talk forever. So I love that there's an intention around this because there's a lot of stories. And what we can do as women is we can learn from the experience and, you know, of course, get the hot gossip out of the way, (laughs) but really extract like, that each person gives us a reflection and a one step closer to like who we are deeply interested in. And now I'm in a relationship with someone that I met on hinge in Arizona, (laughs) (laughs) which I love the uh, duality that we have like complimenting each other in that area, because you're now with somebody like that and I'm still single. Um, and I love how our paths have complemented one another and how we can support each other along the way, even in our, our differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh man. I would I love, love you. To... I'm feeling so sappy. <laughs> what were you going to oh, say? Man. I love, so I lost track of what I was going to say, but I would love for us to really share how we, the healthy and the relatively toxic ways in which we've utilized dating apps. Mm. I think it's good to just like lay it out all on the table um, and kind of share how we navigated the apps. Like what were we looking for? Like we know there were times where we were scrolling late at night and we're just like him, not him. What's up? Midnight. Yeah, there were definitely nights where we were pretty unhealthy and also similar men or the same exact dudes would match with us and we were like, hilarious. And then the rules, like I created rules on like who I was actually going to engage with and who I wasn't. So if you'd like to kick off kind of like how it all started for you. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, 
I want my background for those of you who don't know, and not many people know unless you're close to me in my life, is that I um walked out of my last serious relationship in oh, I'm getting like ugh, telling this story. Um in 2018. And I, I am getting that like, Ooh, in my body, because I have a story about how people will view me because mm-hmm. like, what's wrong with me? Because I haven't been in a serious relationship since then. Um, but in reality, I was a child in that relationship. Like, yeah, I was 18 when I was in that relationship, but like, we just graduated high school. We were together for three years. And by the time we separated, I didn't know who I was anymore. So the last five years of my life, my God, it's going on five years, like next month. (laughs) Um, I took a year or two off of dating completely because I didn't know what I wanted or what I was doing. Um, I dabbled with the dating apps, but didn't find any, anything serious. And then I never really got into like dating culture and like seeing lots of people and talking to lots of people until two years ago. Mm -hmm. Can you hear that? I heard a little something. It just sounded like a mouse scratching. Oh, somebody's using the blender. Not me texting them again. Do you want me to drop into? <laughs> yeah, um, again? I can go from there. I just needed to pop that text message into the group chat. Living with two other people. Um, but from getting into Arizona, it was fun to live with another woman who was also single because that felt very encouraging and supportive and fun. Um, Before that, I was living on my own and just like didn't know what I liked, didn't know what I wanted. And coming here completely fresh and completely new, I finally felt like um, I could figure it out and like experiment because also I wasn't worried about you know, people know me already. What are they going to think of me? Which is obviously Mm. my own shit to deal with. But that felt really good. So I did do a lot of unhealthy stuff on dating apps. Um, I will definitely touch on that. Haven't we all of like, definitely not realizing that I was just on there because I wanted attention. Um, I wanted to see the likes. I wanted to feel good about myself, like lots of things. And then, you know, just not, um, not being intentional with it, but like that's, that happens. We don't have to be intentional with every single thing, realizing that getting out of it. And now I don't use them at all. Um, it's not for me. I don't think it's like a bad thing for people to use, but I can feel in my body and my energy that that is not going to serve me and get Mm me, um, to meet the people that I want to meet. Yeah. I will pass you the torch. (laughs) Thank you, Ellie. Reporting live <laughs> from Kansas City uh, with said man who met on Hinge dating app. I'm uh, obsessed with you guys. <laughs> we are the relationship that I most certainly was intentionally seeking and like saying no to other relationships. Um, not that that saved me from unintentional, unconscious choices. Like Ellie, well... I am 10 years older than Ellie and have a little bit longer of a dating history. (laughs) I, since I was 18, was in multiple five-year-long relationships, monogamous relationships that I met um, through work. I always met men through work. And that was just kind of like they started out as friends. I didn't realize until I was in my like late 20s that I friend-zoned everyone. (laughs) And you really had to like show up 
in certain ways for me to most likely, I usually was friends with them for at least a year before I would ever even date them or give them the time of day. Um, and it wasn't until the pandemic when I moved to Kansas that I got on hinge and hinge is the only dating app I've ever used. And I went on a date. I met someone at a bar and I was actually like relatively chill about it. I think I was just, it it was fine. We met and then we went on a hike and I just knew Mm. that I was lonely. I knew that like I wasn't staying in Kansas and I told him that I was like, I'm not going to actually stay here. And I've chosen celibacy unless I am in a committed relationship. That's what works for me. I have really protective physical energy and my body just won't open up if I'm not like one step before the ring. Like I need commitment and I give myself great orgasms. So like that's just been my sexual journey. But in Arizona, I was like, I'm ready. I don't know that I'll ever go back to California. Originally the plan was to always go back to California. I had a relatively toxic trauma bond with a friend of mine for years who was always my emotional boyfriend and we'll touch on emotional mm-hmm. boyfriends and to, it's kind of like being in a situationship um, and had a lot of love for that person. So I kept sort of holding out and I would just date to kind of pass the time until I got to Arizona and realized I may never go back and it's mm-hmm. time to start making decisions from for my future and that's when I had my first date December 2021 with the drummer I was gonna call him the Grammy award-winning drummer (laughs) the drummer yeah with the drummer and I was in my uber literally shaking and I don't know why in Kansas I wasn't nervous, but for whatever reason in Arizona, I literally was having like full on physical convulsions mm. going in an Uber to this restaurant. Yeah, to your element. Like, think about how confident you were being in your element, being in your circle, your social circle, everyone you knew with work, with everything. And you knew those people yeah. and you knew the the men that you were dating because you already knew them for a year. You didn't even know this guy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know your mama. I don't know your sexual history. I've never dated strangers. Like, how do people do this? And I was what? How old was I then? That was what? Three years ago? 2021, two years ago? Oh, yeah. Two years ago. I was like 32, 33. Yeah. So for anyone out there who's like, oh, my gosh, it's taking forever. I didn't go on my first, like, Full on serious one on one date with a person I wasn't aware of in my field of experience until I was in my <laughs> early 30s. So I did the same. How old was I? I went on a date with like one guy when I was living in Colorado right after college. I think I was 22. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's probably more common than other people, but I feel like everybody dates in college, like their early 20s. Yeah. And technically 22 is still my early 20s, but I was out of college. Um, But you also know me and uh, am I revealing this now on the podcast? Sure. Let's go. If I didn't already say, I feel like I might've said this in the teaser, the first episode, but I didn't have sex until 2021. Nope, you didn't say that. 
I didn't say it. Now I said it. <laughs> hey. hey. So I was 24, 20, 24. Yeah. Cause I turned 25. We were living together and it, it was with a friend that I knew very well, but like same thing. Like we both stepped out into these areas of dating. Wow. I'm going way too far away from the microphone. Um, these areas and and dating that we were not used to, not comfortable in, like not our territories. And I think the biggest thing that I learned from it is like, A, obviously like, yeah, new experiences, like reach out for what you want to do and like kind of push yourself outside of your comfort zone, but B, like truly learn what a yes and a no feels like in your body for all things, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I deeply learned that by, um, by sharing my first time with this man, because I didn't have sex until I was 24 because it was always a no. It wasn't that like I was prude or I was all these, whatever things I genuinely just the men I had been with, I was like, it's, that's not, not time. It's not time. And I don't want it. And Mm -hmm. I, I knew it was a no in my body and I didn't know what a yes was in my body until that moment. And so that has helped me learn that for so many moments that surpass dating um, yeah. to really teach me what a full fuck yes, full body yes says. Ooh, that full body yes. I will say the discernment for me has had to evolve because once I'm like hot for somebody, once I'm like <laughs> into it, I'm like, it's a yes for me. I experienced sex for the first time when I was 15 years old with a 16 year old. So we were children mm-hmm. and immediately after I was like, cool, that was interesting. I'll see you later. And he's like, I love you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Gemini. <laughs> up until honestly, all my long-term relationships, even I was like, you love me more than I love you. And mm-hmm. the discernment was always just well, that's just how it is. I think I'm, I might be broken in this arena. So when I was dating and I had gone through almost three years of softening, three years of reconnecting to my body, I recognized that when I went on dates, I was a people pleaser. Like I was just like, I want, I cared more if he liked me than if I liked him, Mm. if he thought I was charming. And just so we all know, Jared, my now partner, I wanted, I saw him on hinge and it was a full body fuck. Yes. And I wanted so badly for him to answer. And he didn't, I actually stalked him y'all on Instagram and reached out to him there, but his dog was actually passing at the time. And that's why he was like unavailable and he didn't get back to me until January. But the only reason I went on a date with this other guy was because he wasn't answering. So you can trust your intuition on these things. Like I just everything in me was like, oh my gosh, I've been looking through all these men. And this was the first person that I was like, whoa. Yeah. 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 My first woe fucked me up. (laughs) Yeah. But, and I, not everybody has to subscribe to this, but I subscribe to this for me. I believe that even the things that fuck me up, even the things that have hurt and have wrecked me were meant for me always um I had my first like whoa head over heels of my whole life 
I have never felt that way about a man. And the ironic part is that there was still a no inside of my body. It was this very soft, like, Mm. no, like, this isn't your person. But she wasn't worried. She wasn't screaming. She wasn't like, you need to get out of this, like, not anxiety, but you know when your intuition is just like, no, you need to leave. Um, She wasn't like that. She was just like, no, this isn't your person. But I. Which person is this? The the woodworking traveling Taurus. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. So just so <laughs> everybody knows, we don't want to name names um, purposefully to protect dudes' identities. And also, it's much more fun to call them nicknames. Yeah. Um, which is funny because the woodworking traveling Taurus sounds exactly like my roommate. That's exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, are you guys all the same? All the Tauruses are the same? Um but no, this is a completely different one. The six foot four woodworking traveling Taurus. Fair. And no, I, that's what I assumed, but I was like, wait, am I? We matched on on Hinge right before Alicia moved to California. And I was just like, wow, this guy's, what? This is great. This is really great. And we spent hours on FaceTime because he had just um, gone to another country because he was building a hotel out there just came across as this like very like had his life together knew what he wanted and part of what he knew what he wanted was me so I was just like "Mm, wow I'm swept off my feet I've been doing all this feminine work so like I feel like I'm in my feminine and he feels put together all these things and I think both of us obviously like I don't think he was the bad guy or I was the victim or anything. Both of us were so enamored by the vision of each other because we had had experiences in the past where we were burned by something and we were looking for these specific things because they were top of mind. And we found that in each other. And it was like, is this is it? And he like referenced us like getting married and yes, he did. We were maybe together for less than two months. I think it was a month and a half in total. Um, I went to another country with this man. He flew me out there. Like before that I stayed at his house for like an entire week because he's like, no, don't go back home. Like just stay here with me. Like, and I was just like, okay, forgot everything that I cared about. And I truly believe I was supposed to have this experience without getting into every single fucking detail of this dating experience because it needed to light the absolute fucking fire under my asshole to create my own life because in that relationship I Mm -hmm. was just so like yeah like whatever you want I want to be with you and like I'm building things in my life and I'm struggling financially right now but I'm going to put that on the back burner because you're the best fucking thing since sliced bread Mm -hmm. and after that relationship I took like a week and this was another <laughs> Shanae said Ellie who's Sagittarius. <laughs> I know. Um after I took a full week and one of the reflections I had in this relationship was wow at the end of it after he broke up with me I was like I have done a lot of great work on myself to be able to take care of myself because I was super intentional with my healing. I was mm-hmm. like I'm not forcing myself to get back together like get myself back together. I'm also not forcing myself like I'm not going to completely fall apart um, in a way that feels like I can't pull myself back together, but I 
laid on the floor and I sobbed. Um, I did whatever I needed to do and just like let it all out and let myself fall apart for at least a week straight. Um, I called Leisha and just cried (laughs) and she saw my heartbreak and my mom saw my heartbreak and it was this like, you know, fuck you for doing this and saw my own strength and my power. And like the breakup itself was really messy. So I got to learn how to own my power again and ask for exactly what I needed. Um, and by the end of it, I bounced back and I was just like, okay, I see it. I see it. I see where I showed up, where my karma lies, um, what's actually important to me and how I want to run my life. And I went from like, last year was shit. Um, especially financially, I struggled a lot, but that was the relationship that lit a fire under my ass and got me to get my shit together because I was playing this small game of like, I just don't know. I just, I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't know the path. It's not working out for me instead of like, I'm taking responsibility and fucking charge of my life and the universe will guide me in her direction. But I am also intensely and intentionally creating this path Mm. amen sister i was there for all of it oh my god snap snaps and just for the record everyone i was a bitch the day we were i had to go (laughs) meet this said person you did not want to be there i didn't want to see him i didn't want to meet him i was like i don't know and honestly i couldn't tell you a conscious reason reason there wasn't like a um Yes, Maria, those were super powerful words. And Maria also was saying um, that she has had her own soft nose, which Maria, same, same. Mm-hmm. I almost married a soft no. Um, I was engaged. And it, it was just like one of those things where I had so much resistance towards meeting this person. And I couldn't, yeah, there was no like clear reason. To yeah. Survive, but. And then afterwards you did tell me, you're just like, I felt like really like big sister. Like I had to protect you. And we're like, now we know fucking why. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I had to, I had to protect myself at the end of the day and I was not the victim. I chose that relationship and I chose yeah. to not see the things that I was not seeing. Yes. Which is so like in all of the really horrific things that have happened while dating one in particular that Ellie is um very aware of I learned more of what I don't want and I too Mm. had a gnarly breakup and experience that kicked my ass into such high gear that I literally got to see how strong I would fight for myself. Cause I was in like a very similar position, like was broke financially. My business wasn't working. This whole experience happened. The breakup happened and I flipped a switch within a month. I went from like, if y'all follow me on Instagram, you know, I went from making like 3000 one month. And that was like me finally having a good month after a year and a half into within a few very short months, I had my first 10K month. And I was just like, I will never, ever let somebody treat me like that ever again, as if I'm an option. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we see confident women on social media or eloquent women or women doing the work. And we're like, well, she must be very clear in dating, but dating is a different set of wounding that you're navigating. And in Arizona, I made some like really interesting choices because 
I had been in my last relationship. So all three of my five year long relationships, I left them and I broke their hearts and it was messy for them. And after I ended my engagement, I thought I never want to see a man, especially someone who had been my friend first ache the way this person ached when I knew I actually tried to break up with him within the first six months. I knew it wasn't it, but I was like, well, this person loves me so much. This must be Mm -hmm. what it's like. This person's so into me, whatever. And then, and I I didn't have an understanding of like what love is. I I mean, I knew I cared for these men and I knew that I wanted to spend time around them but now that I'm in my current relationship I'm like JK that was like scratching the surface but I called my dad and stepmom after I wrote that letter and separated from my fiance and I said I think I'm broken and my next three years became my journey from to connectedness it's like Mm. you know learning that like things like eye contact were really tough for me Mm. things like being vulnerable. So when I was with my fiance, I, you would think like these two are engaged, they're going to get married. I would go to a different room to cry. I only cried out of anger, never out of softness. And I didn't cry for like the first two years we were together because I was like emotionally constipated. I didn't know how to be soft. I had never been modeled for me. I wasn't aware that there were like levels to a relationship and how to build safety within myself. So I spent the next two years doing that before I even brought somebody into my sphere that I was like, this could be somebody serious. And originally it was the guy who is now my boyfriend. (laughs) And we were so instantaneous, like, whoa, holy shit. We had very similar backgrounds of like, neither one of us thought we'd ever feel super strong feelings. And he's going to be 39 this year. We were both just like, yeah, I just kind of don't get it. But you know, at some point I do crave partnership. And so after we spent some quality time together, we were like, this is nuts. This is such a yes that he won't say he ran. He'll say it was timing. (laughs) You're like, but we know. It would it wouldn't it would have been terrible timing for us to have like followed through in that moment anyways because I still had some lessons to learn about like what I wanted who I am mm-hmm. but yeah you know it gave me a new approach to dating for sure but mm-hmm. it takes time and I think there is something to be said about being kind on yourself like these things don't happen overnight and we don't become aware of our patterns overnight. When we do become aware of them, it is then our responsibility to notice when we're on the dating app for validation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And notice like it can be easy to get out of a relationship or go on a couple of dates that don't work out and kind of go, the issue is the men. The issue is the men. Um, they are not the ones like just the men are trash vibes. Mm. Um, Leisha and I, I just want to say this is a blanket statement. We run very middle of the road. We are, you know, pro women, pro like, you know, us all having equal rights and taking a stance for ourselves and being fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're never going to trash on people. Um, yeah. We're certainly not going to trash on men. 
And that mindset is literally what I don't want to say conjures, but that's not the word that I mean, (laughs) promotes and builds and grows um, more men and more humans that are unhealthy or maybe in their toxic masculine that Mm -hmm. we're not looking for. The more that we believe that's out there, the more that we're accepting it and just going there, the problem, the more that we also become the problem. And (laughs) um, the more that we take ownership of how we show up, and being strong and in our power and asking for exactly what we want and need, the more mm. that other people can learn from that. We are a mirror for everyone. So if we're asking mm. for what we want, if we're asking for what we need from these men, they get reflecting, they get to reflect on that and be like, I can't be that. Do I want to be that? Can I be that? Um, and are thus going to grow from it. But if we never ask, if we never assert ourselves, if we never hold our standards high, uh, this this can't be created. Um I had an original mm. point to that, but then just went down a whole rabbit hole that I'm very happy with. <laughs> no, it was good. You're you're in your like pre-cycle sageness. Oh, I my will God. say <laughs> what I see happen with women all the time, and it was me in the beginning of dating, is a a couple things: fear of too much. Like I would keep my spirituality kind of on the down low if I felt like a man mm. wasn't going to be super into it, aka OnlyFans guy. <laughs> um, OnlyFans tatted. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but they wanted to be, and we'll go back to that. I had two relationships back to back where the man wanted to be what he thought I wanted because they were so enamored, like off the bat, like this is wifey material. I want to be what I think she wants. So there's that. I don't want to be too much, but like, girl, you have to fucking come up with your, whatever it is and see what happens when the ball's in their court. Now, not right off the bat, obviously, but like, be all of who you are and someone is going to be so attracted and so alive because of it. That's going to be the right guy. And the rest will just bounce out of your universe. I used to Mm -hmm. say creeps, like don't get into my field because I'm so protective, which is why I don't get creepy DMS. I don't have like dudes when they date me, who would be like, Oh, I bet you've got guys in your DMS. I'm like, absolutely not. And they better not say comments on any of my shit or I will literally block them within a second because that's the energy that I do hold mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to strangers. Protective and so, like, yeah, fuck yeah. Too much. Also, fear of asking for what we need because mm-hmm. if they cannot, so say like he's got like majority of the things that you're into, but And when you ask for what you want, he maybe will say no, not to say that it's the end of the conversation there, but if it is a non-negotiable for you, this is like a part of your standards, a part of your agreements Mm -hmm. with yourself. This is what I need out of a relationship. Like I needed a partner to meditate with me. This is like important to me that they accept that side of my life. And when I would shirk back and be like, well, maybe they'll grow into it. Mm. Even though I could walk in their house, like ladies, when you go to someone's house, to a man's house, you can see the books he's reading. You can see the way that he keeps his house Mm -hmm. clean. When you get in his car, like there are certain standards that I have that I just, if I get into a man's car and it's trashed, I'm immediately like, oh, you can drop me off. Um, That's just who I am. 
And that's okay. That's not everybody, but it's a standard of mine. I'm like, you got water bottles all on your floor and things. Mm -mm." So it's very important. And hilariously enough, (laughs) me me not remembering. Yeah. So these are, these are a couple things that I think will hold women back. And then the thought of like, well, I'm asking for too much. No, you're asking the wrong man and you have to have to be willing to leave that relationship. If he says no, and you already know what your non-negotiables are, this is the root, the foundation of this, all of this is knowing yourself, knowing what Mm -hmm. your needs are, your desires are, what you want and the life that you envision for yourself and being able to look at this and go, is this that? No. Are you... Are you becoming that? Are you aligned with that? Not because you want to keep me, but because that's actually your path? No? Okay. Wish you best of luck. Like this is yeah. not left in in pain or in anger. This is like a appreciate you, appreciate the time we've had together. And I'm going to release this relationship because I would rather we both have the space and time to find somebody who is aligned and not slightly resent each other for the rest of our lives because we're going to choose to stay in this just because we're not sure if there's something better. There is something better. There is something better. You have to believe it. There's 8 billion fucking people on this earth. Like, you kidding me? I know. And great chemistry or like great sex, whatever it is, doesn't withstand what is needed for a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. Man, have I been learning what it takes. And I'm like, this Mm -hmm. is bananas. It definitely gives me a different qualifier on relationships and dating like yeah. don't don't fucking settle ever and noting on set- settling Leisha's seen me meet a lot of these men lately um where there's so many things that I'm like oh my god I've been like praying about this and I've written about this and you're like 90 percent um and <laughs> I can say his name because we're still friends <laughs> um but my tatted sober Gemini um and I are really good friends. We met on Hinge and we went on three dates and I did not feel a pull to him. I did not feel like I want more of this romantically. Like, but I was like loving to get to know him. He was funny. He was like, you know, totally interested in like the different ways that we live life. He was not spiritual at all. And that was something at the time that I thought was an, like negotiable. I thought it wasn't a big deal. And we, on the third day, I just looked at him and I go, I had to tell you something. I was like, I don't think it's there. I was like, there's something missing and I'm not sure what it is. And on paper, you're like everything I've been looking for. And he goes, oh my God. Okay. Same. He's like, I've been feeling that. And I didn't know what it was. And he's like, I'm so glad you said it. And he is now one of my best friends here. It's not my best friend because my best friend is on the other side of the screen. Um, (laughs) but uh, he is my, probably one of my male best friends. And I'm so grateful and glad that I had that conversation with him and that we both held the standards of like how we want to feel in a relationship and release that with love. And we have an amazing friendship. He's helped me move. He's so supportive. We're supportive of one another. I'm messaging him right now because he's traveling and like Italy and Rome and all these places. He's like, I miss you. I'm like, I miss you too. Mm. Um, and we have a beautiful relationship, but like I could have settled. I could have just like 
I'm going to make this work and it's going to be fine because this is like 90% of what I'm looking for. But instead I held out and I would rather continue to be single. Mm. Um, and single is not a bad thing. Like I don't want to promote either extreme. I don't want to promote like we have to be in this or we have to be in that because we need community and we are built for community. We're built for relationships. And, um, we are also very strong individually. Like we need to harbor both and both are really important. Um, the leaf on the branch and the tree and the log, but I recently met one other guy who is really fucking amazing. And on paper, again, a lot of amazing things, but our long-term visions don't line up. He really wants children and I can feel it in him. And I don't know for me, like I might not Mm -hmm. have kids and I'm not willing to be in a relationship with a man who knows he wants kids because that's not fair to either of us. Um, and accepting that even if I meet 98% and that 2% is them wanting kids, I'm still willing to walk away. Yeah. That's such a beautiful experience of self-acknowledgement and letting go of self-abandonment. When we abandon ourselves so the other person can feel safe and just being so damn honest on like, and and communicating it. Like, I I think that's been a really brave thing. Like communicating what you're feeling when you're not feeling it and giving, knowing that that may mean that that really juicy, fun connection that you're having with that person Mm -hmm. might go like, I am very quick within 24 hours. I usually let, I would let the guy know like, Hey, thank you so much for your time. I have never ghosted anyone. If I've told them I'm not interested and they keep texting me, then I'm like, well, now I'm going to block your number because we don't have a friendship. I'm not on here to be like making friends. Um, and some of them took it really well and some were shitty and we're just like, you're Mm a loss. And it's like, okay, bro. (laughs) Um, so I think it's a practice and giving yourself like giving, having grace for yourself as you go through and practice dating, like Mm. there it's, there's no manual for this. It's just finding out where it works best for you. And if you're in a season of not dating, I went like a year not dating Mm -hmm. and, or even seeing men. Cause I was in, um, Kansas living in my dad's basement. Like I just wasn't, I had just had a traumatic plant medicine experience. And I was like, I need to go integrate this. And I am not fit for a partner right now. And I was fully aware of that. And I think sometimes we need to sit in that knowledge as well of like, what is, there's this great quote that says, not just like when you're open to being loved, but when you are like ready to share your love with another, like you're fully ready to love another person. It's not about like, I'm open to love. I'm open to finally like bringing someone into my field who can love me. It's also, are you ready and available and have that space? Because this person is going to have their ups and downs. They're going to have their whole human spectrum experience And are you available for that? And of course, Mm -hmm. it's not like all day, every day, but that is something that I finally was like, I am ready at 35 Mm -hmm. to offer that to another person. Yeah. It takes time. 
It does. And like part of dating is learning those things. Like we're bumping up into different people and different relationships so that we can see ourselves and see what we need to work on. And I invite every single person, let's say every single person listening, but every single person who's listening and not listening, throw it out into the ethers that if something's not working for you, take that moment. Um, I've actually told Leisha this before. I've told a few girlfriends this before and encouraged them to do this as well. I have gone through every person I've like been on a few dates with or even dated for a longer period of time and wrote down at least one thing that I was like, fuck yes to this. This is my new green flag. This is a new standard and -hmm. wrote down another thing that was new red flag. Absolutely not. This is a new standard of like what I will not accept. Um, And after recognizing those things so that you can recognize those in other people as you move forward in life and meet new people, uh, then go look at yourself. And I haven't talked about this one as much, but do that with yourself. Look at how you showed up in that relationship and go, what was my green flag? What did I do really well with here? And especially taking a moment to look at those things that like piss you off about that person. Maybe take a moment to reflect on what was your red flag in that moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's not, it's never just the other person. Um, And yes, we can get in shitty relationships with people who treat us very poorly. And at the end of the day, what are we accepting from them and what are we allowing? Yeah, it's still a choice. It's still a choice. Like even with my breakup and like on and off relationship with, we call him, say it, say it, (laughs) blue collar boring. you know, becoming aware of like what I was seeking in that moment was somebody who felt safe, someone who felt grounded and who that person showed up with, showed up as for two months was very close to, but there were red flags right off the bat where I was like, Ooh, your alcohol intake is not safe feeling at all. Dude had a breathalyzer in his vehicle. So from his DUI. That was like a pretty and didn't learn from it. No, and didn't learn from it. So let's go. Why don't while we're on red and green flags, let's go over some some red flags. Some first between you and I, like what is a red flag? What are some red flags for you? Um, I'm just gonna go through some of the men I've dated in in Arizona and give you red flags. So beef liver. Um, red flag was getting uncomfortable (laughs) about talking. got really uncomfortable talking about condoms and uh std testing Mm -hmm. and shirked off the conversation and like i was holding a very safe space for it and i was just like hey like let's talk about this this is important um that's a red flag for me like own up to your your history and your past and just be fucking honest like i don't care what your past was but like let's talk about it and if you can't have a real honest conversation with me no Mm, okay um grammy award-winning drummer (laughs) uh drink successively within Mm -hmm. the first date Mm -hmm. and discusses sex too soon discusses Mm -hmm. like their sexual um endeavors Mm -hmm. like to to me it's too quick if it's within the first like 24 to 72 hours I'm a little bit like I barely know you yeah uh, I don't even know your middle name I don't (laughs) like like I very much am like attracted to gentlemen men who Mm. are open to courting I'm a little like I am 
old school traditional I love to be wine and dined now that Um, I'm out of my hoe phase I am too I needed to get it out of my system but I'm just like the last guy I went on eh, we were kind of hanging out but it was kind of dates he like opened the door for me just like and southern man with cow boots he ain't a southern man he's from Arizona but like cow boots cowboy boots western cowboy cow boots cow boots I I didn't even notice Who's next? Um, a jujitsu monk. Just like, I'm sorry. The, his whole like ego thing. Like I would encourage him about things and like celebrate things that he's really amazing at and he's cultivated. And he would push away my compliments because he told me he couldn't, he wasn't, he couldn't have an ego and he couldn't risk having an ego. And I was Love like, that guy whoa dude like there's some cool things about you but I really want you to be able to accept these compliments um yeah yeah. and anybody who like won't own up to things it was very clear that he wanted children but he like wasn't really making it clear and was like kind of still entertaining our relationship so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a two-in-one um be honest about what you want and step away from something if it's not what you want and then also like take some love take some compliments like it's your job to balance out your ego yep your turn. Oh, so Jared was the in-between mm-hmm. um, and we had some red flags between us and it was a timing thing and where we, where he was at mentally. And we're not going to bring those up because we've obviously since healed. But after that was padded only fans. Mm. And <laughs> first of all, no big deal on the only fans. First dude I dated that was like, well, that I was aware of that was bisexual, like actively bisexual. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I noticed it brought up some triggering in me. Um, but at the time I was also exploring my sexuality and if I was bisexual. So there was kind of like fun conversation around that. Um, red flag was his job. And I hate to say this ladies, um, say it. Judge all you want, but I very much have to date an entrepreneur because I don't vibe with the nine to five mentality. It doesn't work for me. I didn't, I don't envision my future mm-hmm. with like PTO requests, things like that. So that's I how knew, you live your life. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. We're not saying like nine to fives are bad. We're just saying that's the yeah. life you're trying to build. You are building. So it was very clear to me that this person hated their job, talked mm-hmm. shit about their job, lived for the weekends. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that whole vibe is just not me. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless they're on their way out. Yep. Yeah, I was just about to say, it, <laughs> great. If they're like, have a plan and they are actually executing the plan and it's happening, cool. Yeah. Um, but I can't do the nine different revealers. Um, yeah. So what I what I learned in Bandcamp was um, the the – bald aggressive leo <laughs> i was like i hope I you know what i'm talking him. about him i remember him now yeah from your birthday yeah um any man who can't clearly grasp what i'm saying when i told him i was like hey we need to slow things down like we were just making out and it was getting very hot and heavy and i'm like i'm enjoying this with you but like what i'm comfortable with is we need to slow things down he was like oh yeah of course and then he didn't hold that line I'm Mm -hmm. like, that feels so unsafe and like so uncomfortable. Like 
if you can't control your own urges, I don't feel safe around you. Um, so that was big Ooh. of like, and that can, that can go for anything of like, um, Mr. Traveling Taurus, whatever man we're calling him, um, similar thing there with the, the drinking, like you said earlier, but it was more so that when I first met him, he said he was going to stop drinking for a full year, um, in celebration of his birthday. And within a few weeks of us being together, when he went to Belize and was with his friends there, he was drinking again. And it just really showed me like, what is your commitment to yourself? And how is that commitment going to leak out into my life? and into whatever life we're supposedly trying to build right now. Oh, that one right there. So like the more this past year was Leisha gets into integrity into you like unfuckwithable territory. So when a man comes to me wishy-washy in certain arenas, I'm like, "Mm, I smell lack of commitment to yourself, lack of integrity within yourself. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to hold that line for me, Mm -hmm. he better damn well be either actively learning in his therapy, whatever it is, but like in his day-to-day actions, doing what he says he's going to do. And we are human, right? Like Mm -hmm. I have my on and off moments yet. It is a constant choice to lean back into what I said I was going to do for myself, for my future life, for my present life, all of that. So that's, that Mm -hmm. is definitely a red flag. Bush easy. If you can't hold your line or your word, bye. Hmm. So to wrap up, do we each want to say one of our biggest green flags that we now have? Uh <laughs> I like your face is like it put you put me on the spot. Well, give me yeah. one from Jared. He does so many green flag things. He has so many green I love flags. when you text them to me. First of all, Dana hi, Jared. Pomer. We love you. We love Jared so much. He said so many standards for men. It's outrageous. Um, you know, the last red flag is I don't date potential anymore. It's just mm. not something I'm, I'm available for. And I learned that from my situationship of years, as well as my last long-term relationship that was five mm. months long on and off. No more potential. No more. I see the light in him. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen that like one where it's like the scary fish? down mm. down in the depths of the ocean oh it, my god it has the light that attracts the little fish and then it eats them and it's like empaths yeah. to be like i see the light in him and it's like the light <laughs> it's like yeah the light is to lure you in girlfriend um absolutely yeah. not so, he better be the light uh-huh. i will say my biggest green flag with jared is gosh there's so many uh what brought us closer was our ability to his choice to lean into the tough conversations, his vulnerability, like even if it meant like we may not walk away from this together we, in the first few months, we were very quick to be like, let's not put this off for the perfect time to have this conversation. Like we have very similar um, confrontation styles we're both very abrupt and in your face and like, let's handle this now. Clearly mm-hmm. something is off. We're not like soft about it in that way. And we soften together, but we're just like, let's go. And it was those moments where I was just like, oh, I can be met like toe to toe. And it doesn't mean that this person cares less for me. Yeah. That- Actually means they care more. 
yeah like they're willing to die one in. of our first big triggers he was like I need to go for a walk because he could tell mm-hmm. he was starting to express from anger and he goes and I I don't want to project my anger on you and I was like oh shit okay so he went for a walk and one of the most beautiful comforts in my body was I knew that walk wasn't going to come back with a it's over that mm-hmm. walk was because he knew how to regulate himself in that moment and I was like oh fuck yeah a, a regulator who knows their shit here for Mm -hmm. it thank you for keeping me safe from yourself yeah dudes in therapy who are actively like working on themselves is such a green flag Mm -hmm. um oh you made me think of another one when you said that but I'll probably just go with my original one yeah I was gonna say the leaning in I always tell it to my friends too when they're like going through a tough time with their partner I'm like it's not that you are having a tough time that's going to make or break this it's if you guys are both leaning in are you both leaning in and willing to get fucking uncomfortable and meet your own triggers and have the conversation or are you just gonna run away um but yeah my green flag would definitely be from the last man I was talking to was that he has so much patience and I truly am like for me to have a really loving, healthy relationship. I need the time to get into the relationship and really get to know one each- one another on a friendship basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he mm. has patience of a saint and he's not trying to men. When other men say, don't rush things physically, don't fucking rush things physically. Like if you, and this is, if your intention is to build a long-term relationship, if your intention is a short-term relationship and you're looking for somebody to sleep with, be honest and forthcoming with that. For but sure. if your intention is to build a long-term relationship with somebody and potentially life together, start slow and get to know them as friends. Because if you're leading with physicality, that's what you're setting the relationship ship up for. Yeah. Yeah. And that can, the mic drop, that can, <laughs> that can totally lead to a lack of discernment because we can get so we as women we are chemically integrated with somebody like if Mm -hmm. we have sex with them like our womb that's a whole other conversation but energetic Sinead said um that she was tearing up over there I love you uh I tear up like every day having these experiences sobbing in the bathroom this morning in the kitchen this morning I know we're like we're all sobbing lately Um, there was there was a point that you said shoot and I just forgot it but it was in partnership to the leaning in. Oh, oh yeah. This is all over the internet. And I either heard it from a therapist, you, the internet, someone near me, but it's all of the above. changing the conversation from me against you into us mm-hmm. against the problem oh, yeah. that has, I have like really learned how to do that and I'm I feel like I'm becoming like masterful in this relationship with that because we're mm-hmm. like okay wait 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 we don't want to be disconnected we don't want to stay disconnected we want to find a way to come back home so that's a really powerful green flag when someone can also guide mm-hmm. the relationship that way yeah one of my favorite things lately if like I'm feeling a sticky conversation with one of my roommates is I just go out there and give them a hug because I'm reminding myself of their humanity and reminding mm-hmm. them of mine that like I'm not mad at you and I'm not trying to win I'm simply just trying to connect with our humanity and figure out how we navigate this situation mm-hmm. yeah soften we could all use more gentleness mm. in our life yeah when we would normally choose otherwise man there's so much like juicy goss that I like really just want to mm. spill in an episode but like, 
maybe a little wino and weed in a later one um as we get more comfy but thank you everybody for tuning in here um we stay tuned we might have a guest on next week yes um but oh does anybody have any questions yeah we didn't do q and izzle q and izzle q and a izzle um yeah just for the next minute or two if anybody has any questions that you want to put down on the flow uh reminder that nothing is tmi truly not we literally put our lives out on a platter and we're fucking here for it yeah i am absolutely so grateful for and if it was just like a cool episode to just like listen into and like have your own takeaways or your own like ahas or even moments of like yep me too like been there um I will say I had some rules while we're waiting on dating apps so I would never if a man just liked my photo even if no. I was like damn he's hot no. he has to engage with me he has to say something and he has to mm-hmm. put himself out there and any dude who's like so like when are you free? I was also just like, ew, I want, Hey, Leisha, are you free Thursday night at 7 PM? I'd love to take you to this great taco restaurant, Mm -hmm. whether or not to lean in. Mm. Oh, if they're more than a soft, no, if they're like a no, no. Oh, I mean, here's my thing. I will always lean in during conflict, but like you have to look at if it was already a no to begin with, you need to be owning that no and leaving the relationship. It's no longer about leaning in during conflict because that's not the relationship for you. Sometimes we have to get really uncomfortable and own that we need to leave. Um, and that sucks because we're, you know, leaving a life behind we've built. Um, we don't want to hurt that person. I just posted Mm -hmm. this on my stories last night about like becoming, and it was talking about men specifically, but we all can do this of being the person that, knows it's a no and knows it's time to leave, but won't leave. And will like silently kind of like silently quitting, but like silently breaking up and giving them reasons to leave you. Um, so if it's yeah. a no leave, it's not about the conflict anymore. I think you covered it. I, yeah, like that whisper as Oprah says will become a scream. Mm-hmm. And there's someone close to me in my life. Who's always like, when did you know it was time to leave Jason? Um, oops. I said his name. <laughs> whatever we were together for five years so my ex-fiance and I said oh I knew uh within six months but when I really knew was when it was getting to the point that if I drug it out any further whatever is just know this this is like the main thing mm-hmm. we get so wrapped up in I don't want to hurt them at the end of the day though mm-hmm. what is highest for you because they may be getting the same signal, but they don't have the same sensors to be able to pick it up. And so they're just like, relationships are fighting. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. Whatever is in the highest for you is in the highest for them. So if you feel like it is time for me to fucking go, go, because the what ifs can drive us crazy. The what ifs kept me in that relationship when the whisper started a year and a half, I stayed Mm -hmm. until it became a scream and then painful. And know that you are hurting them just as much as you're hurting yourself. I have been on the side of that last year. When he left me, it was making excuses about why he was leaving me. And also he put it off. 
I'm like, I know you don't want to be with me anymore. And it's so painful that you won't just own, Hey, this isn't the relationship for me. It's time for me to leave. Like you had to like make excuses and do all these things. Yeah. It sucks to like break up, but like, you know, what feels good fucking honesty. That's That's integrity. And you have to be willing to meet yourself and be uncomfortable. But I know that I don't want to hurt them is like, it's big, but also imagine the pain that you're causing them by staying with them and not truly wanting to be there. They deserve somebody who wants to be in that relationship with them a hundred percent. And you deserve somebody you want to be in a relationship with a hundred percent. For sure. Like the dude that is literally a person who is very much hurting. He was dating someone y'all very shortly after me. And I saw it on Instagram and was just like, I had to sit obviously with the discomfort. And then the other part of me was like, this has opened me up. Him breaking my heart has opened me up to get into alignment with like, holy shit. Now that I'm months, I'm over a year past it with the most incredible man that has ever existed on the planet in my eyes. So had he not done me the good grace of being like, I'm going to rip your heart out because Mm. I don't know how to end this. He, I think, yeah, he's now in a relationship. And I remember looking at it and being like, thank you for freeing me. Thank you for Mm -hmm. liberating me. And look, there will be people who will never, there will be men who you separate from and they will never come to that internal understanding. You can always be the villain. And I don't like being the villain. Trust me as much as the next person doesn't like being the villain. But at some point we get to make amends with the fact that we'll be the villain sometimes in certain people's experiences. And there's how they decided to view about it. Right. So he freed me. He was freed. He's now with someone who hopefully, and I even like said a little prayer over their relationship and was like, I truly hope that she's right for him. Yeah. Because I knew how much he was hurting and it wasn't going to be me because I triggered Mm -hmm. the shit out of that person was like, you either live a bigger life. And that's another thing that's Mm -hmm. really unfair when we keep working to ask somebody to be like, um, Mm. what should I say? Where she was like, he realized that she was what he was looking for. And so he was willing to step up and step into the relationship. When you're with Mm. someone who's not willing to meet your needs, we're literally begging them to be something that they are not. And that's so hurtful. If you really think about it, it doesn't give them space to be who they are. I triggered the fuck out of my college relationship even after we broke up because I was just like, I see your potential. Why don't you go get a different job? Why don't you do this? You love this. And he would ghost me because he couldn't handle that. But like they need to find somebody else or find bigger in themselves. And there's somebody else out there who you are going to be that for, who is going to fucking love it and need it. And they are going to, I was going to say worship the ground that you stand on, but like in a healthy, balanced way (laughs) (laughs) for your love and encouragement. Um, But yeah, thanks for tuning into this episode, y'all. I appreciate your comments and your questions. And yeah, Leash, anything you want to toss in there? That is it. Um, yeah. If he's wearing a hat in all his pictures, ask him for a picture without a hat. That's my I'm like, I'm okay with bald. Um, thank you, loves. We appreciate you. Stay tuned for the next episode. Um, we love you. Please love stay you. in the community. Reach out if you have questions or if you want to share any stories too. We're here for it. 
Hey friends, Editing Ellie here. Next week, we will be having our first guest on the Leave Room podcast. Irene from Holy Wild will be joining us and we will be chatting with her about motherhood and being a green witch. We're also pairing with her for a giveaway for next week's episode. So if you would like to be entered that giveaway to win a bundle of really special and sacred Holy Wild items, leave a review on Apple Podcasts for Leave Room. Go ahead and take a screenshot of that. Send it over to us at hello at leaveroom.com and you'll be entered to in that bundle. If you'd like more information, go ahead and check out the description of this episode and on Instagram. We'll see you soon.